Hello, and welcome to What's the Big Idea? I'm your host, Andrew Whitmire. Today's episode is brought to you by Destination Imagination, commonly referred to as DI, the leading creative problem-solving experience for children. Through DI's innovative project-based educational experiences, participants gain the skills that will set them up for success in careers like the one we're going to hear about today. Learn more about DI at destinationimagination.org. On today's episode, we are pleased to welcome Shaira Ali. Shaira Ali spent 20 years in real estate and property management, and now she utilizes that experience and knowledge as the founder of REI Checks, which provides training and consulting for others in her field. Shaira is also the host of Manage Your Property with Ease, available wherever you get your podcasts. So joining us today from Washington, D.C., please welcome Shaira Ali. Hi, Shaira. How are you? Hi, Andrew. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here today. Awesome. We're so excited to chat with you. Now, if you could tell us just a little bit about your job. What does a typical workday look like for you? So let me start off by letting you know that I recently left my corporate position. So... Congratulations. My last day in that position was March 25th. So I'm taking some time to really focus on my business, enjoy the summer, um, and just see what, you know, regroup and see what my next steps are going to be. So, but I, since this is so this new life, right. That I'm in now is so new. I still have, I can still remember what those days were like. It was only what a week ago. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) yeah. So you've shed the thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. So what those days were like, um, and I actually took out some of my notes when I thought about, um, how I would respond to this question. So what a typical day would be like, is there is no typical day. I'm going to tell you that in property management, you are, no two days are the same. And that is something that many people like about the profession of property management, because you don't get bored doing the same thing over and over. You are, um, one day you could be, I would typically come in by answering emails, uh, checking my emails, then pulling out maybe my to-do list. Then I may have to move into maybe some financial reporting, monthly financial reporting for clients. I may have a leasing call to hop on and discuss what um, prospects are going on for you know, a specific asset. Um, if I have any construction projects, maybe I have construction meetings that day as well. And then... Um, you know, you're always battling with collecting, um, rent. So your AR, so all of those things and, and just random calls that come in and different things that happen and fires that you're trying to put out, but all of those things you're doing all of that in one day. (laughs) So really a typical day is to expect the unexpected, right? It sounds like there, it could be anything and everything and, uh, almost every single one of those different components of your potential workday sound like they could be requiring you to access almost a completely different skill set than the other things. Correct. So property management is a career that where where 
if you have a, if you're passionate about working with people, there's something for you. If you're passionate about financials and numbers, there's something for you. If you love legal, there's something for you also. <laughs> like there's something for everyone in property management, really. You're wearing so many hats. Yeah. I, it sounds like there, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, different, like we said, skill sets that sort of you have to bring to the table to, Mm -hmm. to make that experience of working in property management work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, now you said that you, you know, just made this recent shift from having sort of maybe a a more nine to five role to being, uh, sort of an independent worker. What, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that decision-making process to actually make that, that leap and that career switch for yourself? So I've always known that I am, uh, I'm really passionate about helping people. So I knew that I wanted to do that and I get to do that a lot in my business. Um, I also know that I love and appreciate freedom and the freedom to plan my day, the freedom to do work that I enjoy and that I'm passionate about the end result. So that really was the driving force. Those are the driving forces for me. I'm also very passionate about um, leaving a legacy. I have one daughter and I want to make sure that I build a life that will support her, hopefully support her, you know, and generations to come. So that's really where my um, drive and what kind of, um, started that for me, those wheels turning, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. And I think when you, when you lead from a place of passion, the work Mm. that you do becomes just so much easier. And Mm. I mean, it, it may not be easy work. I mean, it sounds like property management is very challenging. There's, there's Mm -hmm. a lot that you have to, to, to manage and put in place and, and keep moving. And, and it, it's constant, right. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if, if you just want to look specifically at, okay, I've got to collect rent this month that happens literally every month. Mm -hmm. So, and that's just one slice of sort of this entire pie that goes into, into that process. So I appreciate, uh, the, the, the sort of passion piece of things. Mm -hmm. Now in destination imagination, we really, uh, promote and talk a lot about what we call the four C's. So that is communication, collaboration, critical thinking and creativity. And, uh, I'm curious to know of those particular four skills, is there one that you would say that you lean on most in the work or have leaned on in the past in your work? And, um, could you elaborate a a little bit on how you've, you've leaned into one of those four C's? So I'm going to be honest with you. I think you need all four of those pillars to be successful in property management. I don't think I could um, single out one at all. And so let's start with communication. Um, You are constantly having to communicate not only with tenants or residents, if you're in multifamily, clients, the landlord, Um, you're communicating with the public if you're managing any retail or office building, right? So think about that. You're mm-hmm. constantly having to, you know, use those communication skills, <clears throat> whether you're making a recommendation to an ownership group for a repair that you want to have done or, 
you're having to respond to tenants' requests, you're always using your communication skills, whether you know verbal, written, everything. Um, and mm-hmm. then with collaboration, you are constantly collaborating with either your vendors, right? Your vendor partners, your you know contractors that are doing work for you. You're collaborating with the clients, right? Because you have their mm-hmm. goal. They have a goal for their asset and um, their asset or property. And, um, you're helping them to carry that out. So you have to collaborate there. You are collaborating with the, the tenants, the public, everything, all of these things like kind of cross, you can't do one without the other at all. Um, critical thinking, you're constantly having to use those skills as well, because you're going to be I don't care how long you've been in the business. My director was in the business for 30 plus years. And she always um, noted that she learned something new all the time because there's never going to be, there's always going to be that situation that comes up where you haven't experienced that before with new technology brings new problems or differences or issues that you have to kind of work through. And even today with me trying to log on to this, right? There's always something new that you're going to encounter. So you have to kind of go through the, you know, problem, you know, solving steps. And one thing that I leaned back on was communication. I I sent a message and said, hey, I'm having some trouble with this. So it leaves that other person on the other end. They're not like, what, what happened? You know? So you're leaning back into that communication again. And with creativity, um, it's not the artistic way of that you would think of creativity, but you're always having to be creative with how you problem solve. Um, because Mm -hmm. there's no rule book on how you're going to respond to all of these different things that may come, you know, your way. So you're going to have to think outside the box at some times, sometimes, and, you know, just try things, right. Try something that you think, Mm -hmm. you know, may be, you know, a good, um, a good solution. So I have a story that I can tell you that will kind of bring all of these pieces together. If you don't mind. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. So I was, um, I moved to this Northern Virginia area about five years ago. So I was managing a building in Washington, DC in Georgetown. It was an A-class building. It also had, it had condos on the top. It had office on the um, lower level. So everyone working together there, you have some people coming to work, people living there. So it was a mix. So for the um, office tenants, we had a shuttle that would take them from the metro to their, to the office building, pick them up in the morning at the metro station and bring them to the office and then take them back in the afternoon and evening when they were done. One night I'm home. Um, it's about maybe between nine, 10 o'clock at night. I get an email from the vendor that we were using for the shuttle service that they were going out of business. So, Oh no. They, business? Yeah, out of business. <laughs> out of business. That's not good. Andrew. That's not what you want to hear. So I have to think, I'm like, Oh my goodness. People are going to be waiting at that shuttle in the, you know, at that stop for their shuttle to take them into the office. I'm like, okay, this is where you come with, you know, use your collaboration. I had other managers that I worked with in that area that I had built connections with. I sent them a message and said, Hey, this is what happened. Can Mm -hmm. we use the shuttle, your shuttle tomorrow morning 
because this happened. I let them know that the shuttle went out of business. They agreed. When I come into work um, that morning, you know, I let everyone know about that change. I come in, I start making calls. The short version is I was able to have a shuttle, a new um, company in place that day for the evening run home. That day <laughs> that you were day. able to get that done. Wow. That day. So contract in place, making sure we had um, insurance in place, all of those things done, you know, um, and at making sure that I s- certainly got, you know, reasonable pricing. We were able to, this is kind of the creative side because I didn't do a long-term agreement with them. I did a shorter term agreement just to kind of, so we can kind of figure things out, right? Because we were in a crunch. So I think that's a good example of using all of those those pillars that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, you know, I feel like most people, they interact with a realtor or a property manager, you know, at some point in their life. But I don't know that it's necessarily like a career path that people know a whole lot about, especially for, for young listeners. So I'm curious to know what got you started in your property management career path? Like what what made you say, you know what, I think, I think I can make, can make, you know, a life here. So I initially, I kind of fell into it. And most people that I shouldn't say most, a lot of people that you meet in property management, if you ask their to hear their story, many of them are going to tell you that they fell into it. They, this is their second or third career. They did something like totally different than, and they kind of fell into property management. So for me, I was, I wanted to be a realtor. I was in, um, taking the course to get my real estate license. And there was a small section that they, where they discussed property management. And, uh, it, mm. they said the, all the right things. They said, you can work in real estate, which I love. Right. And then they mm-hmm. also said that you can be, you'll be guaranteed a paycheck, you know, every week or every two weeks. So you have guaranteed income. I was like, okay, right. this is, <laughs> this sounds up by alley. So I actually, I went forward, I, I have my real estate license, but I kind of leaned more on the side of property management. I said this, I was young in my twenties, right? I said, this sounds mm-hmm. like something that would be a better fit for me and my lifestyle at that moment. So I was working at a company. I was the receptionist at that time. I shared with one of the ladies there that I just got my real estate license. I was so excited. I passed. And then she shared with me that her husband was like president of this real estate, um, company where I lived when I lived in, um, I lived in the Hampton roads, Virginia beach area. He was the president of a property management company and she connected us. I stayed with that company for eight years in multifamily. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of, that's how I fell into, um, property management. Um, and it's been, it's been great. It's been great. I mean, it's given me so much. It really has. You know, one of the, one of the things also that we wanted to talk a little bit about is your podcast. So you are the host of the manage your property with ease podcast. And um, we're curious to know kind of what the inspiration was for you to, to ultimately create uh, your podcast. So, um, working in real estate and commercial real estate for some time, working around so many owners, and landlords, um, 
that I see them purchasing these properties and I'm like, okay, this is something I want to do, right? This is something that I, I manage all of these things for other people. I can do this for myself. So I started purchasing some, um, just residential properties so that I can, you know, this, I go going back to my legacy, right? Trying to leave something for my daughter and on and on. So Mm-hmm. In doing that, I started networking, going back to that kind of collaboration piece with other landlords and telling them and getting, you know, letting them get to know me. And we kind of learning from each other. And I would share that I'm in property management. So that automatically opened up doors when they had different issues. They would ask me questions. So it, um, I started seeing a lot of the questions and repeat questions that I was getting. And then I have family that also owns, you know, they own maybe a few properties here and there and they were struggling with certain things. I thought, what a great idea to bring information to people who are trying to self-manage their properties. Because many times when you start something, whether it's your business, whether it's real estate, um, you many times have to do the work, start off doing the work yourself, right? You may not mm-hmm. buy your first property and just hand it off to a management company. Maybe you don't have the capacity, the income for that at that moment. But so when you're doing that, um, I want you, I want you to start off on the right foot. I want you to start off in a good place where you feel confident about what you're doing. There's not all black and white. I, you know, I don't have all of the answers, but I can tell you some of the best practices that work, you know, time and time again. So that's where it started. So I just started, um, sharing that, um, my sister and I, we would do episodes. I was in commercial, she's in residential at the moment. So we would just share our stories. Um, I have some episodes on there. If you want to learn more about, you know, a day in the life of a property manager from both of our, you know, both sides of the fence, residential, commercial, um, and just giving you some tips, bringing, I'm now starting to bring guests on where they're giving some of their advice, tax advice and facilities and those type of things. So that's where it started. That's awesome. If you have ever have any, um, ideas or things that maybe you're struggling with, I put it out there. I let people know, let me know. I can, maybe I can touch on it. What I may be, um, seeing as the issue may not be what everyone is struggling with or vice versa. So does that make sense? Great. Thank you. So let's do a few rapid fire questions. Okay. You game. Yeah. You know, Andrew, this was the part I was nervous about. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no reason to be nervous. This is, this is easy. We're all, we're all kind of on the down, the down slope here. These, these should be fun. Okay. Um, all right. There's just a few. So don't stress. Okay. Uh, all right. What's one thing you wish you learned more about in school? Finances. What would you say is your biggest superpower? Oh my gosh. Okay. I think my biggest superpower is, um, my, I'm going to say my people skills, my ability to either connect with someone in that way. I'm an introvert, by the way, but one-on-one, small groups, I'm wonderful in those situations. What's the first thing you would buy if you won the lottery? Oh my goodness. This is something I think about all the time. Sometimes I just have this for fun. Do you never, do you ever do that? Like you just think just to put yourself in a good place. You're just like, what would we do? Sometimes I talk about that with my daughter. So 
Oh goodness. There's so many things, but I, I love, I love real estate. I would probably buy real estate. I know that's not probably the, <laughs> the most fun and exciting, but I would probably, I would probably buy a nice house by the water. Um, I love something about the water just makes me feel so at ease and so like at peace. So I would probably do mm-hmm. that. Like something really nice. <laughs> if you could try any career other than your own, which would you try? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. This, okay. <laughs> this is a good one. I, I don't think, I don't think about this, but I wish that I could be a dancer. I absolutely love river dance. Okay. River dance. River dance. Yes. If I could do anything else and I was talented in that way, I would definitely be a dancer like river dance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, let's get Michael Flatley on the phone right now. <laughs> no, Give me a, a reality. <laughs> uh, okay. Last rapid or last rapid fire question. Not mm-hmm. our last question. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. What is it? It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a hot dog. <laughs> like, I don't think, you, okay, a hot dog. You said a hot dog. Did you say a hot dog with a bun? So I just, just said a hot, a hot dog. dog. Right, just a hot dog. So it's just a hot dog. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> How did you look at that? <laughs> I I write this question. I have to say. Um, I don't know how I would answer it, but you know what? There's no wrong answers. Right. There are no wrong answers. Yeah. Um, okay, very good. Well, you made it. You yes. made it through the gauntlet. Those were rapid fire questions. Is there anything else you'd like us or our listeners or our young people to know? So this is what I want to um, I kind of dispel this myth. Um, there's such a myth out there that property managers, what do they do? They collect rent and they like fix toilets or fix things that are broken, right? That is mm-hmm. not property managers are so much more. And if I go back to my, what I would do in my other career, if you're like looking at a performance, there's so many things that go into that performance that you don't see. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what the, I think the property managers like behind the scenes directing, you know, look at any, look at any, your favorite amusement park, your favorite retail, um, shopping center, office building. Someone is behind that, managing that, making sure things are running smoothly. And, um, so I just want to let people know that there's so much more, so much more goes into it than that. Um, than just, just reacting to things. The best property managers are going to be, um, solution, um, based and they're going to have a solution based mindset and they're really going to, um, be more preventative than like reactive. So, so one last question then, and, and you can answer this however you want. Uh, what is the one big idea that excites you now for the future? Um, can I, I'm going to, can I have two? Yeah. There are two things. <laughs> there are two things. Okay. Number one, I'm, even though I probably wouldn't do it, I think the 
option that maybe average citizens may have to go to space at some point, maybe in, in my lifetime. I think that excites me. I probably would be scared to do it, but I think that's a possibility and that's pretty amazing to me. And the second one would be, I'm loving watching how the workforce is being, I'm going to say reimagined, recreated, moved around a little bit. And people are doing things that they're very passionate about. Um, They're enjoying more of their time. And I'm just really excited about that. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. We are too. Well, that concludes our interview portion uh, of what's the big idea. Thank you so much, Shira, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. I hope that something touched someone out there maybe who's interested and wants to learn more. Maybe they'll do some more research or um, I don't know if you put information out there, but if anyone has questions and they want to reach out, I can definitely help out. Yeah. Why don't you let us know where, where can people find you if they want to reach out? Yeah. So if you want to, you can just email me, right? Just simple. Um, so Shira, so S-H-I-R-A at R-E-I chicks. So R-E-I-C-H-I-C-S. You can just email me there. I'll respond to you. Um, you can also visit my website, reichicks.com. Um, I'm on all the, you know, Instagram, same name. So you can just find me there and I'm happy to answer. I love really helping and mentoring and developing people. So if anyone has questions, they want to know more about that, I, I would definitely help you out there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Shira, for joining us on What's the Big Idea? And we'll catch you next time. We would like to acknowledge that this episode of What's the Big Idea was recorded on land originally inhabited and cultivated by the Algonquin, Lenape, and Shawnee nations. We are grateful for this land and for the people who have stewarded this land for generations. This episode was produced by Kelsey Selleck with voiceover material provided by Renee Rainville and Johnny Wells and music by Kevin McLeod. Special thanks to our guest, Shira Ali, for joining us today. You can learn more about Shira by visiting her website, reichicks.com. That's R-E-I-C-H-I-C-S dot com. If you'd like to inspire even more big ideas for young people all over the world, please consider making a charitable contribution to Destination Imagination at destinationimagination.org slash donate. I'm Andrew Whitmire, and thanks for listening to What's the Big Idea? Are you brand new to Destination Imagination and ready to learn more? Join us for an introductory webinar. These 45-minute information sessions are designed for parents, educators, and volunteers who are ready to learn the basics of DI and how to get started. Sign up to attend a complimentary live session online or download the captioned video on demand. Register today at destinationimagination.org slash the big idea. The U.S. Department of Labor estimates that 65% of today's students will be employed in jobs that have yet to be invented. We have no way of knowing what those jobs will entail, but we do know that the skills that will prepare them for success are the skills that they develop through destination imagination. Hi. 
I'm Johnny Wells, Director of Education for Destination Imagination. Before joining the staff, I was a team manager for over 40 teams. Being a team manager is still one of the most rewarding experiences for me as I watched hundreds of students thrive and grow. Destination Imagination, or DI, is an international project-based competition that reinforces the four C's, creativity, communication, collaboration, and critical thinking. You probably heard about those skills in today's episode, and DI is the place where kids like yours develop those skills for themselves. Students work together in small teams to create solutions to an open-ended challenge. DI's team challenges fall into one of seven categories, scientific, technical, engineering, fine arts, improvisation, service learning, or, for the younger children, early learning. A DI team selects one of these seven challenges and prepares a solution to present at a local tournament. Throughout the experience, students create projects, solve problems, build relationships, learn new concepts, and have a great time in the process. We're building the workforce of the future. Today's DI participants are tomorrow's innovators, problem solvers, and leaders. If that sounds like a good fit for you and the young people in your life, we'd love to have you join us. To get started today, visit destinationimagination.org slash learn more.